Hi, gorgeous. I am so glad actually to be here. I was kind of reluctant to record a podcast episode. I accidentally skipped last week because we got so busy and that was a little bit disappointing for me because that was my one goal this year was to release one podcast episode a week. And I actually am achieving that in my meditations podcast, um, just a little accidentally on the side. And I did just spend an entire week, two weeks ago, like I said, in my last podcast, creating an entire program that just flew out of me. So I think having a break was really important. And I'm glad that I showed up with integrity today to see what comes up. I didn't really feel like talking. And sometimes I get in these big stretches and I don't feel like regurgitating information. And then on the opposite side of that is when I just have so many ideas, so many things to say, and I just can't help but share the knowledge. I've noticed that ADHD is all about cycles. I see this in other people too. You probably notice this in yourself. You'll go through like there's a bunch of different cycles. One of them might be the learning stage and you might want to learn lots. And then you go through a stage of just really needing quiet and not having so many things coming into your brain. You might notice you also cycle through different hyper-focuses. A friend of mine and myself are very similar in that we'll cycle through these different hyper-focuses and one of them is health for both of us. And for me, the other one's business that I really seem to cycle through. So ADHD is really interesting in that way that we're not so linear. It's kind of like how people compare women to men, that women have this monthly cycle that affects them and men have more of a daily cycle. Same with these neurodiverse brains, especially the ADHD brain. We seem to have these cycles, not just on the hormonal level, And as a side note, just so you know, hormones and a woman's hormonal cycle can be different for those with ADHD. It can be more intense and can affect a lot of other life areas, but not just on the hormonal cycle, but on their mental cycle as well. There are these cycles in, oh God, I need to turn my phone on silent. There's cycles in hyper-focus, like I said, there's cycles with energy, there's cycles with, um, information coming in and information going out. And that's really interesting because I do know that for neurotypicals as well, they can have that cycle with information. And it's been said to be like breathing in and breathing out. So when you breathe in all this information, you can't just hold your breath. You actually need to breathe out as well. And so that's a cycle there. I just said cycle a million times, but that's kind of the stage that I'm in, but I still wanted to show up and share with you and have a little chat about ADHD and share some knowledge. And I won't go too much into it today, but I do really think and believe that people are getting sick of having content in their brains. And I know that sometimes I love it, so it's really important, but we need those times of peace. Sorry for the wobbles, those who are watching the video. We need times of peace in between. And I think, I believe that society is going to see this really big shift away from consuming informational content because we're just so sick of it, especially after COVID when um, everyone got online and there were so many more courses and programs and a lot of people were working online. I feel like we're just really collectively burnt out from content. 
And I can see already that people are starting to pick and choose a lot more instead of to listen to a bride, a broad, wide range of information, just finding those people that resonate with them and paying attention to their content. And we're really looking more for quality content rather than the amount of content. And we can see now that Instagram is noticing this and starting to have like these extra private feeds that you can join, or um, there are private podcasts that uh, are popping up so that there's this more focused information that really directs you through a particular path. There's more this aspect of community and togetherness and really picking and choosing who you want to learn from, moving away from just wanting to consume a huge amount of information and then pick and choose and learn what works for you, but actually finding someone who you resonate with, who is an expert and moving into their ecosystem and having them as your teacher rather than these snippets of information. And you see that on TikTok as well, um, creating these longer form videos, whereas we went to short form and now it's expanding back out again. So that's super interesting. And that might be something that you experience yourself. And I encourage noticing you, this podcast is kind of becoming about this. I encourage you to notice, notice what mode you're in. If you're in consuming mode and if that's conscious and feels good. And sometimes you might burn out from that. I encourage you to notice before you burn out. If you're kind of getting sick of it and need a break, taking a break and realizing that it's okay for our brains to have some space. I know we love to have something to listen to, something to do, something to focus on because Otherwise, the brain will just go willy-nilly to focus on whatever it wants to focus on. But it can be good to have that kind of daydreaming time. It can be good to combine that with something that helps your brain focus without giving it more content to focus on. So for example, exercise is really great because your brain has to focus on what you're doing and it clears the mind to a point but it has the thing to think about. And it's not thinking about a thousand things. It's thinking about the one thing. And I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, I love to roller skate. And that really gives me this hyper focus on small aspects of my body. Like how am I shifting my weight? How am I lifting this foot? All these little tweaks to make to master a particular move. So my brain has that focus without consuming without having a million things to think about. Same with art. Maybe you like to doodle and draw, but it's hard to just calm the brain and focus on that. So maybe you could listen to music at the same time. Maybe that's another. Another great thing is to go somewhere you've never gone before because the brain, the neurons in your brain light up when you're exposed to something new. And that's why learning new things and being exposed to new things can be so fun is because it just lights the brain up. It's excited. It's taking in the smells, the sights, the sounds. But for you, it's not so sensory overwhelming, depending on what the place is, because it's not necessarily a thousand pieces of overwhelming information. It would be in a city, but imagine you go to a new beach and there's this one visual and your brain can take it in easily all at once. There's still hundreds of bits of information going in, like the color of the sand and the speed of the breeze through your hair and those kinds of things, but it's not so overwhelming. Going for walks in nature, being in nature, swimming, having sensory experiences, these can all help your brain have a break. So this is kind of what the podcast episode has 
become about. I was going to talk about seeing ADHD differently with um, in terms of strengths and struggles and how we can combine those two, but I'll, I'll save that for another episode. Let's just keep talking about this, about giving our brains a break and being really conscious of content. So let's, let's shift a little bit and talk about content. Um, I think it's really important to be mindful of what you are putting into your brain, especially the ADHD brain that can ruminate on things, uh, really spend a lot of time thinking about things and also be kind of like a runaway train. Uh, it can take an idea and just roll with it um, without you really wanting it to. So for example, I don't like to watch anything negative because it might just randomly pop up in my brain later or when I'm asleep that night my brain might make a whole scenario about it and it's really interesting I think that people like to watch negative shows and um, horror films and all of that it's really interesting to me I can understand I guess there's an emotional aspect um it's really not for me. And if it, if you love it, that's absolutely fine. I encourage you to consider how it's affecting you and how it's making you feel. There's a bunch of great quotes around about how can you expect to feel great or, you know, people are surprised that they're anxious and, and worried about the world and they're feeling depressed and yet they're feeding their brain with, um, the news every day and negative things that are happening. And sometimes people see that as staying updated and interested in the world and making sure you know what's going on. But some things, it actually doesn't make a difference whether you know it or not. There are causes that we can support and help out, but do you really need to know every little bit of news and information? Pay attention to what kind of things are coming up in your social media feed, what kind of people you're following, what kind of kind of TV shows you watch, even the music you listen to, because all of that is feeding into your subconscious mind and creating the beliefs you have about the world. If your brain sees that negative things are happening every day, then it's going to create this belief. Negative things are happening every day. But positive things happen every day too. But positive things aren't necessarily in the news cycle or in your social media feed or on the TV shows you watch. Most TV shows that are around are actually really negative. They're centered on dysfunctional families, dysfunctional situations, negative things happening because that's how they bring the drama into it. It can be really hard to find a show that has positive undertones or positive messages or just healthy relationships. Again, watch whatever you like, do whatever you like. I'm just giving you this information for you to think about. And for me, I've been thinking about it for a long time because my mum's a positive psychologist. I studied psychology in high school and college and, um, and also like Buddhism and things like that, which are really big on what you feed your mind. So I've been studying mindset and neuroscience for like 16 years and have really been thinking since the beginning, since I started teaching myself cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy. What am I feeding my brain? How is it making me feel? Do I want to feel that? There's no right or wrong. There's just empowering or disempowering. So that's what I have to say about that. Same with music. Music can have a lot of negative messages. Even the sounds of music um, create different feelings within ourselves, whether it's minor notes or major notes and the kind of the sequence of the notes. Don't get obsessive about this. 
don't get obsessive. Cognitive behavioral therapy, mindset work, paying attention to our brain, making these particular choices in our life can become really obsessive for ADHDers and overthinkers because there is so many, so much change we could make, so many things we could do. We could get really perfectionistic about it, but it's just about making these conscious choices. Do you want to watch that show late at night before you go to bed? Do you want to be thinking about such and sh- such, whatever it be? Do you want to check the news before you go to sleep? How is that affecting you? Maybe you could try doing it a different way and see what changes. Unfollow things that aren't serving you. If you're feeling jealousy, comparisonitis, shame, guilt from the people you follow, is it worth following them? Maybe take a break. So we're talking about brains. Let me just take a quick break to get a sip of water and think about what else I have to say. Okay, so we've talked about um, having content breaks and not overfilling our brain. We've talked about what we feed our brain when it comes to content and things in our life. Let's have a little chat about how to keep our brains healthy and functioning well and how to cope with things like burnout. Let's talk about burnout first and then I will talk about um, keeping the brain healthy. So, and okay, being frazzled as well. So burnout, if you're experiencing ADHD burnout from overwhelm, from either too many things happening in your life or feeding your brain too much content, the trick is to slow down you might still want to consume things. So be mindful of what you're consuming. Instead of watching a really intense TV show, can you instead switch to a really just kind of chilled sitcom that's just not so much happening. Um, it's just different. It's, it's about bringing this level of self, self-awareness about what you and your brain need and how things will affect you. So again, play around with it. Or maybe you could watch a documentary. My kids and I last week, we've started trialing a movie afternoon. We don't do movie nights because they need a long wind down after all the intensity. Um, The movie nights just don't seem to work, at least for our ADHD brains. And last week, it was a little bit late. We'd had a really big day and it just felt too intense mentally and emotionally to have a movie because movies can take you on an emotional roller coaster and just the bright lights of kids movies they change scenes a lot there's lots of stuff happening it just seemed a bit too much so we watched a documentary and it was still interesting we still learned things we still relax our body and our nervous system by keeping it still television can actually be a great tool to relax your nervous system depending on what you're watching whoops i turned off my screen when i went to budge my um, to stop wobbling the screen. Okay, that'll come back on in a second. Um, so we watched a documentary just to shift it up and change it up a little bit. Sometimes I'm in that mode, like I said, where I'm really wanting to learn and listening to a lot of stuff and thinking about all these changes that I can make in my life and things that I can do differently. And I'm really excited by the personal development aspect of it, by just learning techniques and strategies and then teaching it and adding it into my programs and courses and doing all the stuff. And other times I want to be able to listen to a podcast while I'm driving, but just have my brain relax you know so I might listen to a podcast that's 
about someone's story in business rather than a teaching thing or about something I already kind of know about. So I'm not going to learn too much new stuff, but it's just a little reminder, something that's a bit more casual. Um, what else was I going to say about that? Oh yeah. So having, maybe slowing down and having a little bit less, less of it. And if you're in habits of consuming contents at certain times, maybe consider, well, while I'm brushing my teeth, could I just brush my teeth instead of also watching TikTok videos or having a podcast going or having an audiobook? Audiobooks are another way I slow down from, they're different from podcasts. Sometimes I'm consuming all these podcasts and there's so much new information and I love it. And it's, you know, short, they're half an hour to an hour each and I'm switching them up. Sometimes I'll shift to an audiobook because books are kind of slower. They're more story-based. They're usually a whole book is teaching you the one sort of thread throughout. So that's another way I slow down. But yeah, thinking about the times of day that you're doing these things, could you wait five minutes when you wake up instead of going straight to content? Could you maybe have a dance party, just listen to some music rather than thinking so much? Um, and maybe slowing down and having a complete break from these things. Find, find what works for you. And then you might notice that as you come through this cycle, you can start to be interested again. Like, oh, I haven't listened to a podcast in a while. I haven't listened to an audiobook in a while. Or maybe I'll watch a few YouTube videos or whatever it may be. And just gently coming back out of that cycle. And if you're like me, if you love to learn, coming slowly back into that again. And you might go through that cycle. The trick with cycles, uh, cycles are also kind of like roller coasters in a way. It's kind of like a roller coaster that goes in a cycle. You can make the highs less high and the lows less low if you don't overdo it. If you recognize when you're consuming too much content, whatever it may be, if it's for learning, if it's for just for fun, just watching TV, whatever, you can notice and learn from yourself when you have those peaks that lead to a really strong burnout, next time notice as you're going up the peak and decide not to keep going up. Decide preemptively to slow down your content, if that makes sense. And then the burnout will be less deep, less long. And the cycle through through this technique, this is kind of the technique I brought into so many things in my life, is just making those extremes less extreme and that will make your life more regular, balanced, steady, um, consistent. And ADHD is anything but consistent. But if you make the highs less high, say you, if you're watching the video, right, you've got these big highs, big lows, big highs, big lows. And this was me in my early 20s, big highs, big lows, moving house, making all these big changes, um, doing all these really intense things to feed my brain. And then I learned, hang on, when I have that urge, instead of moving house, maybe I'll go on a short holiday. Maybe I'll go somewhere new for the day even. So I didn't have this dramatic change in my life. Same with consuming content. Same with whatever it is that your brain does to feed itself dopamine. It might be shopping. Sometimes I'd get all this like heaps of new stuff and I think, well, this is going to change my life. And now I think, well, I'm just going to save that to my wish list. And if I still want it in a month, then I'll get it. It's like sleeping on it. If that saying still around, my mum always used to say sleep on it. I think ADHDers need to sleep on things for a couple of weeks, not just a night because you'll often wake up more excited about it because ah, your brain's still in that um, exciting novelty dopamine mode, but you might find a month later, you actually didn't need to do that. Same with big business ideas. I used to think, oh, I'm going to pivot my business. This will be amazing. 
Now I've gone through it enough times to find what the core is of my purpose, my mission, who I want to speak to, who I want to help. I've seen the common thread throughout it all. And I know myself enough to know which ideas aren't for me. Denise Duffield Thomas, she has ADHD and she talks about, um, she had this idea for a bag hook, um, like a portable bag hook. So when you're going places like into public bathrooms and stuff, you can hang up your bag. And she wanted to start a business on it. And then someone else did it. And she realized she actually didn't want to spend her life making bag hooks. It was just that great idea. So I learned to recognize that within myself. And I related to Denise when I heard that story because I spent years having all these amazing ideas. And now I know it doesn't create this big dopamine excitement urge in me because I know that I know how to recognize that, oh, that's just a good idea for someone else. And I don't need to do it. I don't need to create all the businesses. So instead of having these really extreme changes, extreme ideas, I've got these little changes and ideas within my own business and it's a lot more steady. So all of these high highs, low lows, swinging back and forth have become this small ripple. So I have these cycles in my life. I go up and down, things change. I go through cycles of, heaps of information and then having not so much information, but I keep my life steady throughout that. And that's so important for ADHD and it's so possible for ADHD. It's just about learning all these things about yourself and it takes time, exploration, testing, experimenting, and not in a big scary way, just in a one step at a time way. So that's what I have to say about burnout, really having that self-care, um, I'm talking about burnout for the brain. Maybe I'll take a slight tangent for burnout for the body. I noticed um, the other, another cycle that ADHDs have a lot is this energy cycle, having lots of energy, uh, getting into all these new habits, being really great with your exercise, but then um, it starts to dwindle like bit by bit almost, like one thing will drop off the edge and you think, oh, that's okay, I didn't really need to do that. And then another thing will drop off the edge. Oh, I didn't need to do that. And then you'll find maybe you go, you, like you realize at some point, oh, hang on, I'm not doing any of those habits that really nourished me and kept me going. What's happened? I'm in such a lull. So again, I've tried to make that low, less low for myself. I notice when I'm doing too much and I have the core things that I try and do every day. I've just come through a lull with exercise because we had a week that was really disrupted and um, we were, uh, our sleep routine was different and our morning routine was different. And so I ended up stopping my morning exercise, which I've been so good. It's coming into the end of March and I've done it basically every day except for when we went camping in February. But the last two weeks, it dropped off. So. I came back to my core thing. What is it that I want to be doing every day? Because I have to work back up to it. I can't go back to doing those 20 exercises I was doing every day because it seems so overwhelming now because I've had that break. And I was really proud that it didn't seem so overwhelming for all that time because I was just in the habit of it. And 20 things sounds like a lot, but each of them takes like 30 seconds to five minutes. So it's not that many. But my core is to move my body. So while I'm working back up to it, I'm not doing all the exercises. I'm just doing as much as my body can handle. I'm getting on the treadmill each morning and I'm doing some of my morning stretches 
or one or the other, whatever it is. And I will slowly work back up to it. And I've noticed with people that other ADHDs that I talk to, their bodies just get so tired and lethargic sometimes from having a break. So it does take that compassion and self-care to work back up out of this cycle and not go straight to trying to do it all at once, just having that compassion and time to build back up to it. And if you've had a really big break, if you've had a really big burnout, sometimes that can take a long time. It can take months, but just nourish your body with what it needs because going and working out for an hour a day is not a goal for someone who's just had chronic fatigue for a year. It took me so long to work up to being able to do workouts and I'm so proud that I have been able to do them and I will work back up to doing them. Um, At the moment, I just feel slow. So I just do it slowly and I just do what I can. So have compassion for your body and have that core, that really small core habit that you can go back to and you can make it so the low is not so low. So the burnout isn't so long because if I jump on the treadmill every morning and do nothing else, I'm exercising every morning. I'm showing devotion to my body and then I can add back in those other habits because they build around that habit of moving my body. Whereas if my habit was to get up in the morning, lounge on the couch and just scroll Facebook, then I would have to break that habit first, build a habit of exercising, then bring all those other habits back in. So I really encourage you to have core habit that is the consistent thread through your life. Whatever it may be, whatever habit you want to keep in your life daily, make it small and achievable. And that can be the place you come back to and build back up from because you have that foundation already there. And okay, last of all, look, I've made a podcast episode, guys. Sometimes I feel like I won't have anything to talk about, but there's so much knowledge in my brain. It's just about accessing it and articulating. So when I get talking, sometimes... You know, I feel like I'm going to have to bulk out an episode and then I could just easily talk for 30, 40 minutes. Crazy. Okay. Last of all, things that really nourish your brain and help your brain to stay well and function. And it's all those annoying things that everyone's always telling you to do. Exercise. Oh my God. Exercise has so much difference, guys. I know it's an annoying thing to do, but find the thing that's fun for you and make it so basic. Move your body for, you know, five minutes a day. If you have to start there, aim for 20 to 30. But if that seems really big, just don't do that yet. Just 10 minutes. Say, I'm going to walk around my garden for 10 minutes. I'm going to do five jumping jacks. Start so small that it's obvious and there's no resistance to your brain. If you go straight to your ideal routine and it's effort and you have to use willpower and it's hard and seems overwhelming and you've got lots of negative beliefs and resistance coming up, it's not sustainable. So do something so stupidly simple that you could do it every day. I can jump on the treadmill for five minutes every day. There's no excuse if I don't. If I don't and it's bedtime, I could go and jump on the treadmill or I could do a stretch before bed just to make sure I've done something. But obviously habit linking is better to do. Um, There are so many tips for getting exercise done and inside Energy Empress will really work on this. Um, I'm super lucky because I spent so many years on these basics, on the exercise, on the sleep, on the how the hell do I stay hydrated? How do I eat properly? 
And it's just all really come together over the last couple of years to the point where I've created these habits and I've noticed those cycles that I can very easily get back into it if I get off off the bandwagon, if I fall off the bandwagon. And that's crazy to me because every single year, my goals were to exercise, eat healthily, drink water, um, and not stay up too late watching television. And some it just clicked somewhere along the way um, when I started implementing all these tools that I share in Energy Empress. And I'm really passionate about sharing them because these things really do change your life so much. And I, I knew they would. I really wanted to have more energy, have more focus, just feel better in my body all the time. But I didn't feel better in my body when I was, I had charts. I had to have this chart on the wall and cross off every time I drank a glass of water and have reminders on my phone to do it and make sure like I was using willpower to do the things basically. And that was really hard. And because I was using so much willpower, I didn't really feel great about the things that I was doing. I had done it. And I was glad to tick it off, but it's so different than coming to it from the devotion rather than discipline. So I was coming at it from discipline and willpower, but feeling devoted to your body and doing it because it feels good and makes you feel healthy and really, you know, love life more because you feel good. That is such a different feeling. And the kind of trick about it is that you have to build up those habits to get to the place where the habits are just smooth sailing and they just happen and they feel good. Because if you have one of these aspects, if your sleep is off, if your eating's off, if your hydration's off, if your exercise is off and your body's tired, you're going to feel tired if even one of them is off. So like I said, with coming back from chronic fatigue or um, burnout and exhaustion, it takes time. Same with these four things and you've got to stick with them and build up these habits to the point where it's like a foundation. And in Energy Empress, I talk about this foundation a lot. It's the core of Energy Empress is to feel good and be healthy and well, especially as an ADHD, a neurodiverse person, just as a woman and someone who goes through cycles, there are these, and as a human as well, I think, but I focus on women and ADHDers. There are these pillars. You need your body to feel good, your mind to feel good, your emotions to feel good, your environment to feel good. And then spirituality is the other bonus aspect as well. If all those things don't feel good, you don't feel healthy. If your body's not healthy or your mind's not healthy, you don't feel healthy. And the way for your body to feel healthy is to have these, you know, four pillars within that body aspect. And if one of them is down, if you don't have that foundation, you know, think about a table with four legs. If one of the tables shorter than the other, it's going to feel wobbly. But once you get them all steady, that's when you can start to actually feel the benefits. And this is part of the problem is that we can be trying so hard, like I did try so hard for years, use willpower, use charts, use all these hacks and strategies that you've got to focus on to maintain and not see results when you're going through all that and not seeing results it's harder to keep that willpower it's harder to keep going you want to give up these hacks and strategies that don't work of course you do and that's the problem because then it all gets worse again and then you go through this cycle another cycle of i want to try again i want to try a new thing i want to try something different when what you really need to do is continue building 
on what you were already doing, but just use the right hacks and strategies until you learn and build it up bit by bit to get all four going at the same time. And that's why I really believe in using hacks, strategies and actions that that work. Because if you are spending your time on things that don't work, then you don't want to do them. You give up. You don't enjoy doing it. And then you just don't feel good because you're not hydrated or not sleeping well or you're fatigued in your body or you know, healthy eating was the other one, but that's also related to the body. So your brain needs all those things. And wherever you can start today, whatever little bit you can start to do to build upon, I'm really big on this building things up and habit stacking because that's the way to make things work rather than trying to go zero to a hundred. Okay. Imagine you have, your body's not feeling great. Okay. You've got an old car that needs some work done and you're trying to go zero to a hundred on the highway. The car's going to burn out obviously really quickly. But if we pay attention to what the car needs and start to fuel it up, fix a few things here and there, start to fill up the water tank, hydrate it a little bit, you know, fuel, fuel it with what it needs. Like I said, um, maybe warm up the engine a bit, start to do a bit of exercise and let it, rest don't push it too hard if you can see the analogy i just made with your body um then you can build that car up to be able to drive on highways and to get from zero to a hundred but it it takes time and nourishment and step by step doing each of those little things if you don't do all four of those things you're not going to see the results all at once but the car will be improving and you'll be getting it closer to a stage where it can go zero to a hundred and have all that energy. And I hope you followed that metaphor because that was a great metaphor. I'm not sure how well I delivered it, but it's a good metaphor. So that's what you have to do with your body. And trust me, it's worth it because then you get to cruise through life at a hundred on the highway instead of, you know, cough, cough, splutter, splutter in this old old car that's not functioning super well and I'm not saying your body is an old car that's not functioning super well but I've been at the point where it's been at that stage and maybe you have too when it's been like chronic fatigue and you're barely hydrated and you're eating like crap and you're sleeping like crap and you know then you've got the mental aspects as well you've got to start from where you're at wherever that may be and once you have this awareness I'm all about I'm all about these hacks and strategies, like I said, that make the dips less extreme because once you know, oh, that's how I change the oil filter. That's how I add fuel. That's where the water gets filled into. And you have hacks and strategies that are part of your daily life that happen automatically, that you look after yourself before you burn out. You will continue to look after that car and it can keep running instead of burning out. You see when the fuel light gets low, or the fuel light comes on, the fuel is low, you refuel it up. You learn yourself and get to know yourself in the ways that you can recognize the things that need to happen before they happen. And if you end up with a problem, you know how to address that problem because you've done it before. You've tried things, maybe up until now, you've probably tried a whole bunch of things that don't work. 
but I'm here to share with you the things that do work because I've already done the 16 years of experimenting with all this stuff. I've already done the trial and error. I've already done the thousands of hours of research. You don't need to do that. I'll give you the hacks and strategies. I'll help guide you through it. And you don't have to struggle like that. So whatever you've been doing in the past, know that it's still possible for you and it can be easy. It's probably just that you've been doing those wrong things that don't work or you haven't been recognizing what needs to happen. And we can look after our brains. We can be healthy. We can avoid burnout. We can avoid stress. We can avoid the high highs and the low lows. We can navigate these cycles we go through in a healthy way and in a way that we still progress forward in our life, but in cycles building each each cycle builds upon the last so if you need a break if you have a cycle that you have a break within it still goes upwards because you know to return to where you were before so if your sleeping is improving and then there's a setback well you know how to jump back on where you were before and keep improving if that makes sense so that's my beliefs that's how i navigate navigate adhd is all through understanding and working with the adhd like a hundred percent. And I think that's really lacking in the industry is because there's medication and then there's the people who maybe take medication, but know that pills don't teach skills. And then there's the people who are trying to go it alone and don't really know what to do. And are just struggling, trying all these different things. So I'm here to be that bridge where, where you can have medication and learn the skills. I'm here to teach you the skills. And if you are someone who doesn't take medication and wants to try other things, I'm here to show you the things that work so you don't waste years struggling, doing the wrong things, stressing, wasting time, wasting energy, feeling so defeated and deflated. I'm here to show you what works. And if you're completely new to this as well, I'm here to point you in the right direction so you can save all that time and energy. So... That is my hope, wish, and encouragement for you is that wherever you're at, whatever you do, whatever you, however you choose to navigate your ADHD is to start to recognize these cycles, recognize how content affects your brain, recognize um, when you start to dip in into whichever cycle it might be, whether it's energy, whether it's brain con- consuming things, and you learn how to navigate it so it's more smooth sailing. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you had, please leave me a review. I would like to, I would love to hear what you have to say and it helps other people find this podcast as well. I'm really passionate about reaching more people because like I said, we don't have to struggle. We can get through this um, with more, less stress, more enjoyment, more smooth sailing with a community. We can make it fun. We can make it easy. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being patient with my break last week. And I will see you again next week. Or you'll hear me next week. Okay, bye.